Good morning, 907. And are the Republicans playing games with the border now in order to help Donald Trump? I don't know. We'll kick it around. That's coming up. But first, I get an email. I, I keep hearing from these people who think the war on drugs is such a great idea. This morning, I get one from Thomas May. And he writes dot, dot, dot. And you are okay with this going on all uh, in all of our cities, i.e. nationwide. And he links it to a Wall Street Journal story. So you read the story, and this is, I don't know why people can't see through this and think through this. First thought is, all of the drug warriors are going to look up every piece of information they can to try to convince you that this is the wrong thing to do. And people who can't think through it will buy into it. So the story goes on to say the number of people who died from opioid abuse had increased where they legalized uh, drugs. Look, as long as we have the war on drugs, fentanyl is going to come into the country. As long as that goes on, people will die of overdoses. That's where the problem really lies. Then they talk about, well, people are out in the streets using drugs. Well, you know, when you want to drink alcohol, which is a drug, you go into an alcohol emporium. It's called a bar or a tavern. I know this because for three generations, my family ran those. In fact, my family actually bootlegged during Prohibition. So if you don't want people doing it on the street, legalize emporiums where people can go where they can be supervised, where they can be watched in case they overdose, just like bartenders have to be careful not to overdose anybody on alcohol. Think through this, people. Not all of you don't get it. A lot of you do. Uh, but this story about, um, you know, the increased number of people who... You know what? If you abuse yourself with alcohol and die, that's not an excuse for us to prohibit the sale of alcohol. You don't want to see drug use on the street. Legalize it so there can be places like like bars for drug users. Yes, I am okay with legalizing drugs. It will save more lives than the drugs uh, take. <sighs> don't, you know, just... Uh, I'm tired of arguing about it. The case is clear. Um, if you uh, if you go to uh, leap l e a p dot org uh, and look at and they've sort of changed it around. You've got to search for the uh, uh, Peter Christ um, audio. The case is irrefutable. It it is legalizing drugs will save lives. But, you, but the federal government won't let you do it right. The state government won't let you do it right. And then because they've given you permission to do something you already had a natural right to do, they charge you higher taxes, making it less affordable and actually helping the underground market. You tax the snot out of marijuana until it's more expensive than buying it off the street. People will keep buying it off the street. It just I don't know. I don't know why people don't get it. All right, I'm going to move on um, because we've got some other stories, some other stories that we need to talk about. 
very briefly, this is just for fun, just for grins and giggles. California, apparently uh, they, they were going to build a, a, a restroom and put in a toilet, and it would have cost $1.7 million. $1.7 million. Why would it cost that? Well, builders would have to pay, uh, would have to pass uh, regulatory steps. Uh, they would include seeking approval of the Arts Commission, uh, the Civic Design Review Committee, passing review under the California Environmental Quality Act, getting the go-ahead from the city's Recreation and Parks Commission, San Francisco's Board of Supervisors, and then it would also be subject to a period of community feedback. Even after gaining approval, the city wouldn't be free to find uh, the cheapest acceptable bathroom, likely a prefabricated option, and connect it to the city's plumbing. According to a 2022 San Francisco Chronicle article, the prefabricated bathrooms violate the city's public labor agreement, adding costs the city would also be required uh, to use union labor to construct the bathroom. <laughs> they can't even... They can't even, in a liberal city, in a liberal state, they can't even put up a bathroom. They can't even erect a toilet. Unbelievable. All right, I did that just uh, for grins and giggles. We got some global warming stuff, uh, but we're going to talk about um, the border. Probably the strongest argument for Donald Trump is the border. And everybody is noticing what's happening at the, at the Mexican border. So they're trying to work out a deal in the Senate that limits the number of people who come in before certain actions are, uh, take place. And, and the House of Representatives, the Speaker said it's dead on arrival. We don't have all the details on this. Donald Trump is saying don't agree to anything. Don't agree to anything. Uh, if it's not a good enough deal... Just wait until I'm in the White House, and and then I'll fix it. Are the Republicans playing games with this? Could a little bit of something be better than nothing at all until he gets in the White House? Or are the Republicans saying, don't do anything so it continues to be a massive problem, and we can use it as a sales tool to get Donald Trump in the White House? There's um, there's no doubt that if this issue gets resolved, one of the biggest, one of the biggest, largest uh, obstacles to Joe Biden getting reelected would be eliminated. But, you know, Biden already has the tools. If Biden really wanted to fix the border, he could do what Obama did. The same rules apply. The same laws are in effect. Does either side really want to fix this? What do you think? Do you think both sides are purposely finding reasons not to fix this? 874-9390, toll free 800-529-5572. Or you can go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message there. I've already told you the solution. I know exactly what needs to be done. But America won't do that. We're going to look for the Band-Aid solution. And the Band-Aid solution may not work really well, but it'll be better than nothing. And 
We've got to do something. And by the way, those sanctuary cities, they're one of the biggest problems. They're one of the biggest problems. I'll explain in just about three minutes when I start taking phone calls. It's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. It's uh, 919. Glad to have you on board. We're talking about the border and whether the Democrats and Republicans really want to fix it or they just want to use it as a, uh, a, a, a campaign issue. Uh, it kind of looks that way on the Republican side. But, you know, I already explained uh, last week we were talking about this, and most of you already knew this. I mean, you're, I'm, I'm talking with some pretty intelligent people here. That as long as we're offering all these government benefits at the federal level, uh, it's like opening, it's, it's, it's like sending out invitations to come into the country. Healthcare and all the other stuff that we're offering these people when they come into the country. But sanctuary cities do make it worse because they go further. They provide them with the housing and everything else that they need. Uh, and between the two, who wouldn't come to the United States? living in a third world country. Of course you would. Even if you didn't have any intention of getting a job, if you just knew you could live off the government teat, oh, those wealthy Americans, they'll pay for everything. All right, on the border wall, uh, I'm not convinced that either side wants to fix it or can fix it. But there are things they could do that would make it better. And to his credit, Donald Trump did make it better so you know if if joe biden really wants to do it he has the same tools even obama did it better than joe biden so why aren't the democrats engaged in this what what is the political outcome for them that's so positive they're willing to let this keep happening i think their thought originally their thought was let's get as many people in that we can convert you know, we're generous, we let you in, you should vote for us when you gain uh, the right to. Uh, and, and I think that was their political game. And on the other side of the coin, the Republicans, well, right now I think they're using it as a cudgel against Joe Biden. And they don't want to come up with a real solution either. I don't, so nothing is going to happen. Nothing is going to get fixed. My opinion. Yep, let's hear from you. We head down to uh, California, Missouri. Randy is on the line. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Yeah, I just have two quick points. Uh, number one, Biden already has he has the power to do to fix the board himself. He doesn't yeah. need this bill to do it. Right. And he's lying when he says he needs Congress's uh, permission to do it. Right. Um, and number two, have you seen some of the details of this deal? I mean, it's a bad deal. I mean, up to they, they cap it at five thousand crossings a day. Um, I mean, you're still letting 5,000 people in. They're giving Biden the power to shut the border down whenever he wants to or open it up whenever he wants to. I mean, it's, it's a bad deal on this, on its face. And Rick Scott, uh, a loyalist, I mean, a, a, he's been a loyalist, a loyal, uh, supporter of Trump has said Trump has nothing to do with it or, or what, what Trump says is, is irrelevant on it. So. Um, well, I, if, you know. if they did, first of all, you're right, and I pointed this out, that they, he has the same tools that Trump and that uh, Obama had, so he could have fixed this, and he doesn't want to. 
Um, and my guess then is he's thinking, hey, look at us. We're so generous with the Democrats here. We're letting you into the country. In spite of the Republicans, vote for us when you can. I think that was their message. On the, right. other, on the other side of the coin, uh, uh, the Republicans could do something. And if it fails, say, you know, we tried to go further. Democrats wouldn't let us. It's still a problem. We need Donald Trump. But they're not doing that either. So do they really want to fix the problem? Do they really want to help at least a little bit? Or are they just waiting it, to use this as a cudgel? Yeah. No, I, that's a good question. But uh, I think you're right on your points. All right. Randy, thank, thank you for you. the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, let's see. If you go to GaryNolan.com, by the way, you can send a message in. And that is what Wayne did. Okay. Uh, I got my pot at the drugstore. Oh, this back to the drug war, really? Okay, I got my pot at the drugstore, but I want need more. I used up my limit for the month. Who's putting a limit on it, Wayne? What limit? The government has no right to put a limit on how much you want to use. You see, you've just injected big government to make the problem worse. There's no, there should be no limit. There's no limit on how much alcohol you can buy. Why would there be a limit on how much marijuana you can buy? I don't know. People just... You know, you're indoctrinated from childhood. That we need to do this. And that without it, oh man, the world falls apart. And it's hard to shake that. It's hard to wait. People don't, you don't understand people. I was in that camp. I was a drug warrior and anti-drug guy. I'm making my case on radio in, in New York. And uh, I get challenged by a former police captain from Tonawanda, New York. I've got a, a police detective for a sidekick and, a, and the Onondaga County prosecutor. And we agreed to debate this guy. And single-handedly, none of us could make an argument that stood up. Look up, look up on YouTube, Peter Christ, and it's spelled like Christ, C-H-R-I-S-T. Look up Peter Christ and listen to this guy as he whips through the drug laws and the drug war. Uh, it, it's just, it's phenomenal how we've been lied to uh, over all of this. We've been lied to about global warming, too, and they continue to lie to us about global warming. Um there is a uh, a link here. Uh, it's it's called "Making the Data Better," and it is four minutes long. Do we have time? To, we don't have time to get this in right now, do we, Brian? Uh, no, we don't. No, we're already. We'll do this in the next segment of the program. Um, but it. Re I would love for Tony Lupo to be listening right now, uh, and also startling new data: common environmental factor to brain damage and cancer. It's completely kept under the radar. It's crept under the radar. What they're arguing is that uh, this, uh, it's called PM 2.5 pollution. And the reason they're saying that we're having uh, increased uh, 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 levels of ischemic heart disease and COPD and lung cancer uh, and lower respiratory infections is because we're burning wood to stay warm. You know, it wasn't too terribly long ago 
when that was about all we burned to stay warm. Why wasn't it a problem then? We'll get into all that uh, in the next segment in about five minutes. Uh, then Jennifer Bukowski will be with us at 1035. Tony is on in Springfield on the border. Tony, welcome. Uh, good morning. Uh, about the wood burning, I'm surrounded by Amish, and let me tell you, they create a lot of smoke. Well, but according, according to this that, study, you're in danger of, you know, everything I, from a heart disease to lung cancer. There are certain mornings it smells pretty good, though. <laughs> uh, on the uh, border, uh, all we hear about is Texas, a little bit out of Arizona, very little out of New Mexico, and nothing out of California. Well, Why is that? I I have no idea. I have no idea. Apparently, I, even, apparently, even the uh, third world immigrants don't want to go to California. Oh, is that what you think? I don't think that's the case. I think a lot of them. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. Yeah, it's humorous, but but I think they actually do want to go to California uh, and get shipped there on a regular uh, basis, yeah. along because of the sanctuary city status, where they'll take well, over hotels, classrooms, playgrounds, everything they can. To make sure they've got a nice place to sleep. How accommodating. Yeah, huh? it, it's uh, the, uh, well, there's a, a, a family that used to be, live right west of me, and they were from California. And their business, and they ran it from Missouri, but their business was cleaning up homeless camps in California under overpasses and stuff like that. Wow. They've got a huge house, and they had a little farm up here. They had a huge house in Branson and another one in California, and that's what they done. They cleaned up homeless camps, <laughs> and California, state of California paid them. You can actually make a living doing that? They made a very good living doing that. Wow. That seems... Th you know, maybe we should do more of that. We should take advantage of the stupidity of the California legislature. Uh, these these people did, and, huh. and they... they they done well. But like I said, I, I've just always wondered why you never hear anything about the California border and everything's Texas because they've got a very conservative Republican governor. Yeah, and the standoff uh, is, is getting really fascinating down there because the governor hasn't backed down. Uh, the feds haven't charged the border. Uh, it almost appears the governor has won. Well, we'll see what happens. Thanks. All right, Tony, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How much time, Brian? Here, one Got minute. A minute. One minute. Uh, all right, we'll we'll. Oh yeah, let's do this. Freedom Caucus rally going on at the Capitol today, and Todd is on the line. Give us the details quickly, Todd. You got about forty-five seconds. Well, Freedom Caucus is they filibuster because they want full bills read, and there's an IP initiative petition that they're wanting and uh, to put be put in place so that the voters can decide on const Missouri constitutional amendments. And I think this falls in line on the abortion uh, deal and some other conservative priorities that they want the people to decide instead of just gubernatorial appointments. Right. Uh, I'm not fully informed, but there's a rally at 11 o'clock at the Capitol today for the Freedom Caucus. They've taken their parking places away. They're threatening to take their furniture away it's just childish men in charge of what should be representation of the people but they're, right. they're just 11 o'clock at the capitol uh inside uh, and and uh, the furniture thing i hadn't heard about all right todd i gotta run thank you for the call hopefully hopefully people show up gary nolan zimmer radio network
This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is 935. Glad to have you with us. Uh, coming up in a short time, uh, Jennifer Bukowski is going to be with us. Uh, awkward moment where E. Jean Carroll says she's going to buy a new wardrobe and new shoes. Uh, that's, that was her answer when Rachel Maddow asked her what she's going to do uh, for women's rights with the $83 million she expects to get from Donald Trump, which I don't think she's going to get. Uh, the Arizona drama. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the bribery uh, and all that stuff that's going on out there. Uh, she's going to talk about that. Uh, the Missouri legislature. Uh, she's. I mean, she's got a ton of stuff that that is uh, of interest. The Missouri legislature stuff, uh, in particular. Senator Moon was reading a book on the floor uh, until eleven thirty. So we'll get to that. Uh, let's see, uh, Anson, the deep state is going to implement Operation Nikki. Any issue that benefits Trump will be spun by the media establishment in a way to benefit Nikki Haley. She will eventually win the GOP nomination, watch the media spin the border issue into a loser for Trump. All right, we'll see if that happens. I don't think so, though. Gary, in my opinion, if you're not born in the United States, you should never have the right to vote. And these illegal aliens are criminals. They should be treated as criminals. Uh, Gary, I think the one thing the Dems want out of the border bill is for money to be allocated uh, and to issue that money uh, to be able to uh, be routed to Democratic uh, sanctuary cities. Could very well be. All right. We keep hearing about the temperatures around the globe and man-made global warming. And... Well, is it accurate? Uh, there is a, a guy named Tony Heller who looked at the statistics on global warming. And he made, uh, he made a, a video, and, and you really should go see it. It's at YouTube. Uh, go to YouTube and look up Making the Data Better. But here is the audio. This is going to be fascinating to listen to. I loved listening to this. Like, holy Toledo, who knew this? Here we go. Hello, this is Tony Heller from realclimatescience.com. In 1999, NASA showed that the United States had a strong cooling trend from the 1930s through the end of the 20th century. But shortly thereafter, they altered their data to turn that cooling trend into a warming trend. About 10 years ago, people started noticing my work exposing this data tampering. So Snopes jumped in and said my claim was false. They acknowledged that the data had been altered, but they said NASA and NOAA were doing it for a good reason. Snopes confirmed what I was saying, and then they said my claim was false. They quoted a long diatribe from Zeke Housefather at Berkeley Earth, explaining how tampering with the data was making it better. The implication was that they had specific information about these stations, which made the data there flawed. And for some reason, the flaws at all of these stations force them to make the past cooler and the present warmer. The odds of that seem pretty small, but these scientists say they're making the data better. One of my favorite stations is the one at the capital of Iceland. The thermometer there showed that the 1940s was at least as warm as recent decades. And in NASA's adjusted data from 10 years ago, they actually made the past warmer. But a year or two later, they erased the heat of the 1940s. Then in a subsequent version, they put some of the heat of the 1940s back. And later, they took the heat of the 1940s away once again. 
For many years, the heat of the 1940s was gone. But in the most recent version of the graph, they put most of the heat of the 1940s back. This is a complete clown show. They're just tampering with the data randomly and have no idea what they're doing. In 2012, Paul Homewood wrote a letter to the person in charge at the Icelandic Med Office. He said that GHCN corrections, in quotes, are grossly an error in the case of Reykjavik, but not quite as bad for the other stations. And he said there was nothing wrong with the original thermometer data. NASA and NOAA are still doing massive data tampering to cool the past at other stations in Iceland. But Snopes says the people doing the data tampering are making the data better, based entirely on the word of the people who are doing the data tampering. That's equivalent to holding a trial and letting the defendant determine whether or not he's guilty. So let's take a look at what's actually going on with the climate in Iceland. They have a cyclical climate where the 1940s were warm, the 1970s were cold, and it's warm since the 1970s. The climate of Iceland closely tracks the Atlantic multi-decadal oscillation, which was very warm during the 1940s and during the 1870s. The peak year of the Atlantic multi-decadal oscillation was 1878. There was a global heat wave and drought in 1878, which killed tens of millions of people in India, China, and Brazil. Minnesota recorded no winter weather during the winter of 1878. It was very warm at the peak of the Atlantic multidecadal oscillation. There's nothing wrong with the data from Iceland, so why are NASA and NOAA tampering with the Icelandic data? The answer is simple. There's huge amounts of money involved in pretending there's a climate crisis. If NASA told the truth and said there wasn't a problem, they would lose billions of dollars in funding. In 2012, 49 former NASA scientists and astronauts sent a letter to the NASA administrator. These were the people from the Apollo program which took us to the moon, including the only scientists who have ever set foot on the moon's surface. They said that NASA was putting the reputation of the agency at risk as well as the reputation of science itself with their unwarranted claims about carbon dioxide. Money seems to be at the root of all evil in climate science. Toto's been digging this up for more than 15 years. You can visit him and his family on the web at realclimatescience.com. So they keep screwing around with the data, changing it to fit their, their story, and they wonder why we don't buy into it. And it, and they've got these kids so terrified that that uh, they can't. Did you see what they did? I think it was the Mona Lisa. They went and threw stuff at, at in the museum at uh, the Mona Lisa because they were making a, a statement about global warming. How? How, by the way, did these idiots make the conclusion that attacking uh, an invaluable piece of, of art was <laughs> somehow the way to make their statement? I... Oh, these people are, they're making me crazy. They're making me crazy. Uh, all right, uh, so this other story that deals with global warming, more than 90, 90% of the world population lives in places where air pollution is above World Health Organization guidelines. Uh, and in, uh, apparently they're saying that uh, this these microparticles in the air are giving people heart disease and lung disease and all kinds of, I mean, it's it's amazing all the maladies. Uh, the uh, PM 2.5 particular uh, has been tied to a number of serious health issues. 
uh, and and this is cancer, uh, including uh, cancer of the cervix, cancer of the breast, lung cancer, kidney cancer, bladder cancer, and it leads, they say, to lower cognitive function. One study found that children exposed to legally acceptable levels of three types of pollution, including particulate matter, showed signs of altered brain development during a crucial time of development. Wow. Uh, I mean, this is really, really awful. And so what's causing it? Uh, people are burning wood, and that's apparently causing all of these problems. Why didn't these problems come up when that's all people burned? Uh, there was a time when we didn't have uh, gas and oil. We were using whale blubber to, to provide light. Why wasn't it a problem then? This is just more Bravo Sierra. That's the problem. That really is. All right. Uh, what's going on in the Capitol? Uh, we'll kind of kick that around a little bit. And uh, a naked woman in a convenience store. Kind of a humorous story. Gary Nolan Zimmer, Radio Network. It's uh, 949. Apparently, uh, a woman uh, disrobed completely, uh, went into a convenience store in Florida, uh, started knocking over a Red Bull thing, a, a display, and then uh, started playing with herself. And uh, she was arrested. And apparently, Brian, uh, she uh, the excuse for her behavior was she had been drinking alcohol. She had been drinking alcohol. Okay. So I think we should uh, ban alcohol. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was thinking, too. That's Yeah, that, that, that fixes the problem. <laughs> Jeez. Gross domestic product. Okay, uh, GDP growth slowed in the fourth quarter. Uh, and the story at MRC is that it is a warning sign that remains. Gross domestic product growth slowed in the fourth quarter of 2023. According to the advance estimate released uh, by the U.S. Bureau of Economic Analysis, Real GDP, a measure of the nation's economic growth, slowed to 3.3%, a significant decline uh, from the previous uh, quarter's 4.9% growth. The reason I bring this up is because um, it is my belief that we're, uh, we're running out of the uh, all the freebies. People who haven't been paying their college tuition are going to have to start paying it. That's less money going into the system. Uh, the... the uh, the fact that uh, we're spending so much at the government level uh, is artificially making GDP look better than it is. That went up like 30%. Growth is beginning to slow. Uh, Americans may have spent more in the fourth quarter, but they did so at the expense of savings. They, they keep painting this rosy picture, and it, it does on the surface... Look like everything is hunky-dory, but when you dig just a little deeper, you scratch just a little further, you think, oh boy, this looks like this looks like a sugar high, and I think that's what we're up against. Polling data out, uh, and this is from Real Clear Polling, 2024 general election, Trump v. Biden, and let's face it, those are going to be the two old party candidates. You see how I said that, Brian? Old party candidates. I noticed that, yeah. Not only are they old parties, <laughs> but they're old candidates. Really old. Uh, the RCP average uh, is Trump 3.9. 
Emerson, Trump plus one. Uh, the Morning Consult, uh, Trump plus two. Reuters, Trump plus five. You get the idea here? Uh, economist, YouGov, uh, Trump plus one. Uh, there's another one down here. Uh, the Messenger, uh, Harris Poll, Trump plus six. Uh, Harvard Harris, Trump plus six. And uh, the one that that always I'm always leery of is Rasmussen. Uh, it's Trump plus eight. My question for you in the closing minutes of this segment of the program, do you trust the polling data? Do you still trust the polling data? Do you think this is real? They, they, um, I, I don't trust it, and I trust it less and less every year. I would like to believe that if it's, uh, you know, if it is between Biden and Trump, that, that Trump actually has this edge. He's not my preferred candidate, and I'm not voting for him. I'm just telling you, between Trump and Biden, if they were the only two in the, with their hat in the ring, I would vote Biden, or I'm sorry, I would vote Trump. And, I, and, and so I, I kind of hope that the polling data is at least somewhat accurate. I just don't trust it. And, you know, part of the problem, uh, I think, are, it, it's, uh, it's cell phones. I get, I get polled regularly, uh, and I don't know why, uh, but I get polled regularly on issues in Ohio. They run through a list of area codes, and they go, oh, that's an Ohio resident, and they call. I don't, uh, I don't think they have an accurate, a really good, accurate way to do the polling. So I, I trust it less and less. How about you? Do you trust it? 874-9390, toll free, 800-529-5572, or go to GaryNolan.com. Just a quick survey here. It doesn't count as your call of the day. Gary, good morning. Do you trust the polling data? I do right now when it's Trump versus Biden, but <laughs> I think that it's not going to be Trump versus Biden when it comes down to it. It's going to be Trump versus Anybody else that the Democrats put up, and then I think Trump is in trouble. Biden is such a hapless mess that uh, even the Democrats, I don't think, will vote for him. So you believe the polls now? Did did you? Yes, and yes, I do. But I don't think that I don't think Trump. Will, I don't think Biden's going to be the Democrat nominee. Yeah, there's a part of me that think that doesn't think he will either. Uh, I think it happens somewhere around the convention before the. Ballots are printed. I think he's uh, he's got to go. Uh, Democrats are committing Harry Carey. So I, I have uh, a deep and abiding suspicion. A naked woman in a convenience store. Convenient. Okay, Roy. Uh, let me uh, let me go get uh, Hallsville. We'll get Rick in here very quickly. Rick, do you trust the polling data? I do not. And one main reason is because the Democrats are already planning how many fake ballots they will have to have to overtake um, the election. So so you think the polling data is being used by them in order to change the outcome of the election? No, but I, I don't trust the polling because... Uh, the the Democrats do produce 
lots of fake ballots to overtake uh, the candidate they oppose. Yeah, that, that would be the, the outcome of cheating. But there, I'm asking you, when they say that most of the voters are in favor of Donald Trump by this margin of between one and eight points, do you believe that data? No, it's more like 30 percent. Oh, I don't think it's that much. No, 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 no. I doubt that very seriously. Well, fake ballots will Fake ballots you. have nothing to do with polling. I know. But, it's, but in truth, I believe that Donald Trump is just going to overwhelm them. Uh, All right. Points. All right. That would be an awful lot of new voters. All right, Rick, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Can you imagine how many new voters that would require to suddenly show up on the on the on the uh, on the voter rolls? Woo, that'd be a lot. I don't trust it. I don't think they can do it accurately anymore. The question should be, do you trust mail in ballots? Uh that's what Keith asks. The polls might be fairly accurate until you factor in the cheating. Again, that's not dealing with the question. That's dealing with uh, the actual election, whether they cheat or not. My question was, do you trust the polls as they appear today? If these polls are accurate, Trump's a shoe-in. Biden's toast. Uh, and I'm not sure that, I, that, I, uh, that it's that cut and dried. Could be uh, giving you a false sense of security. I don't know, but I don't trust it. I don't think it's something you can easily accomplish today. It's not like it was in the 1940s and 50s. Uh, when you called an area code, you you got it right. There was no, nobody with a, a Cleveland area code lived in Columbia, Missouri. And I think they use uh, phone calls primarily. Uh, very quickly, David, I get a yes or a no. Do you trust the polling? No, I don't trust it at all. They look at the red way we were supposed to have, and I've never been polled once. So, yeah. All right, uh, yeah. David. Thank you. I I got fooled last time, and I I'm not you know fool me twice. What what was the uh, Biden version of that? Fool me twice, shame on me, or something. Or that was the George Bush version. I'm sorry. All right, uh, 874-9390, toll-free number 800-529-5572. What has Elizabeth Warren done to help China? Well, we'll explain that in the next segment of the program. That'll be at uh, 10.05. Jennifer Bukowski at 10.35. She's going to talk about what's going on in the Capitol with this filibuster on The Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show. 